0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds Podcast for this Monday. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. We got a lot to talk about. We got a series win in Philadelphia. We're welcoming the Cubs back to Great American Ballpark. But before we get into all of that, I, I've got a, um, yeah, we we got some shocking news on Sunday that we have got to get into. We're going to talk about all of that here in just a moment. Before we jump into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can check out the Locked On MLB podcast after you listen to this one, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He has a wealth of knowledge. Of the major leagues, whether it's present or past, he imparts it to you each and every day. Check out Locked On MLB wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's start that intro graphic. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. That was a great team series for the Cincinnati Reds in Philadelphia. Great to see them win ultimately three out of four after dropping the first three games of this road trip, and they were at least able to salvage that. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. If you're just finding us, make sure that you're subscribed right here on the YouTube channel or you're following on your favorite podcasting app. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs for daily takes and different things like that. You can also follow Lockdown Reds at Lockdown Reds on Twitter as well. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Now, the Reds played well in Philadelphia, but sadly, the front office gave us something else to talk about. We have to start with this. This is topic 1A. If you're talking about the Cincinnati Reds, they have deemed Nick Senzel non-essential. They have deemed the roster too crowded for Nick Senzel. In fact, uh, when you talk about the guys on this roster, they're all better than him, at least according to Nick Crawl. Nick Crawl had a couple of quotes in uh, Bobby Nightingale's story on the Inquirer about this. He said, and I'll give you these two quotes for you right now to kind of chew on. These are straight from Nick Crawl's mouth. Right now, if we bring him to the club, who goes down? There are so many players that or there are only so many players that are optional right now. That's the main factor. He had some flexibility. The second one. We felt the guys up here were playing well, so we want to keep the group together for right now and keep moving forward. Right. So I, I get it. Look, look, here's the thing with Nick Kroll. He gets a pass for the offseason, right? He was hamstrung by the budget, so he had to go out and do what he could. All right. We're not, we're not judging him on that. The trade deadline, sure, he probably didn't have a lot of flexibility. There weren't a lot of prospects that you could trade. And again, the whole finances thing probably didn't have a lot of flexibility there. He did at least improve the bullpen, so that's good. But come on, Nixon's out with the number two pick in the draft first round pick. He was the promised prospect, the guy that Reds fans, you, me, everybody at great American ballpark. We're all waiting for, he is uber talented. He can play any position in the field. He's got a pretty good eye at the plate. He's pretty fast on the base paths. There's no place for him here. What? He essentially uh, Nick crawl in so many words says the reason that we sent him down is because he had options that shows a lack of imagination. In fact, there's no imagination. You don't have to have that much imagination to see Nixon's L's value to this team right now in really all season. And really since last season too. a Eugenio Suarez has been struggling at the plate. Sure. He hits home runs. That's all he hits. Whenever Mike Moustakas has to hit against the left-hander, I cringe. Kyle Farmer right now has been phenomenal, but the dude is playing with a sports hernia. He's banged up. There are only five infielders on this roster. That's right. Five. You couldn't bring him up to help? And then in the outfield, let's talk about that for a minute. You've got three guys playing center field right now. You've got Tyler Naquin, Shogo Akiyama, and Aristides Aquino. Let's be frank. They've all been okay, but they haven't been great. I've tried to advocate so much for Shogo Akiyama, but the playing time that he does get, he doesn't show a lot. Now, he did have a really awesome two-run double on Sunday, and he had two hits. That was good to see. But it just feels like Nixon Zell is the best center fielder on the Reds roster, in the Reds organization, organization-wide, minor leagues, major leagues, all that stuff. He's the best center fielder that they've got but they'd rather go with the three that they have now. And he even uh, later on in the article, he references Tyler Naquin and how good he's been in center field. Tyler Naquin hasn't been good since May. He was really good in April and May. And that's about it. Every so often he hits a home run to remind you that he's still pretty decent, but for the most part, he's a liability. Can't hit left-handed pitchers. And in the outfield, all of the stats show you, you can look up all the different stats and stuff on his defense. They're not really that great. You would think he would because he's a very athletic player, but they're not really that good. Nick Senzel had good numbers in the outfield in center field. I don't, uh, I don't agree with, uh, Nick cross comment there that Tyler Naquin's been good. And more importantly, the biggest point to all of this, the reds have nine relievers on the roster. 26-man roster, the Reds have allocated 14 spots to pitchers. I just mentioned how stretched the position players are, and, and not to mention, Jesse Winker might be going on the DL, so this could be something where Nick Senzel gets caught up anyway, but Jesse Winker is hurt now. So you absolutely need him. In fact, it would have been nice to have him yesterday. He could have spelled Moose against the lefty with the bases loaded when Moose struck out looking. He could have come in for Jesse whenever he left the game with an injury. Could have came in for Castellanos whenever he got thrown out. I mean, you talk about the quickest backfire I've ever seen. The Reds saying that they don't need Nick Zell, and they had at least three situations on Sunday where Nick Zell was needed. I don't, I don't get it, but back to the nine relievers thing. There are nine relievers on the roster. So you're telling me, and I'll give you two blind resumes real quick. You're telling me that this guy who has made 13 appearances in the second half of the season, since the all-star break, 13 appearances, he's pitched 11 and two thirds innings. He's given up nine earned runs on eight hits and two homers. 15 strikeouts are nice, seven walks in 11 and two thirds innings. That guy is better on the roster than Nick Senzel, which, by the way, is Heath Embry. And then the other blind resume, nine appearances since the All-Star break, six and two-thirds innings, six runs allowed, five earned, six hits, one homer, six strikeouts, and three walks in six and two-thirds innings. That's nine appearances that haven't even gotten nine innings. He's also, during the season, allowed 12 of the 19 inherited runners that he's gotten to score. 63% 63% of the inherited runners that this guy, Sean Doolittle sees scores. We'd rather have both of those guys on the roster than Nick Senzel. I, I question Nick Craw's thought process with this. I question his imagination and it's really starting to make me wonder. I mean, Shogo, not playing very much. Uh, Nick Senzel, in triple a right now was every move that dick williams made and nick crawl was standing behind him was nick crawl in his head going what is this what is he doing this guy doesn't know anything this is terrible i hate this move but i'm only his understudy now that he's in charge it surely seems like he disagreed with a lot that dick williams did i don't know if the reds are better off for it but hey even though the front office is doing their own thing, the Reds won a series. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I, I just, I, I can't believe it. No room for Nixon's out in Cincinnati. You, you've got to be kidding me. All right, before we jump into the next thing, though, let's talk about Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a great daily fantasy platform. Look, fantasy, daily fantasy is kind of stacked against you because do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? This is America. Is it really that surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, and they all have more time than you do. You don't stand a chance. Introducing stat hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it looks. Stat hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house. In a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time so that you can pick based on who they have and based on who you think is going to do good. Nobody else does that. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/slash locked on. You see it right down there. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. What? Yeah, that's 300% that they're giving you. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on right now and sign up. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, so the Reds, after a poor showing in the one game in Cleveland, and then a bad start to the Atlanta series, really needed to bounce back, and they did. They were able to win two out of three in Philadelphia and win that finale in Atlanta, finishing off the road trip fine and good and still in good still in a good position for the playoffs. San Diego did win on Sunday, so they're still two and a half games back out of the wild card. The Brewers won as well, so they're eight games back from the division, but according to BaseballReference.com right now, if you put a lot of stock in this, I'm just telling you this. I don't put a ton of stock in it myself, but it's worth noting BaseballReference.com gives them a 35% chance to make the postseason. Less than a 1% chance to win the World Series, but whatever. So you're saying there's a chance they at least do very well in Philadelphia. It was good to see great starting pitching for the first two games. So you saw a phenomenal performance that Friday game cannot be overstated. They faced Zach Wheeler and not only did Tyler Malley outpitch him, but the lineup out hit him. That was phenomenal to see. And that one home run that Joey Votto hit caused him to get booed every at bat after that. In Philadelphia never mind that that was the only hit that he had in the series whatever I'm not bitter but that was a phenomenal game by this Reds team Tyler Malley pitched so fantastic two starts in a row now of seven innings and just absolutely phenomenal pitching by him Luis Castillo he pitched fantastic he bounced back in a big way after that terrible start in Cleveland the only problem was he ran into a buzzsaw known as Matt Moore And by buzzsaw, I mean, didn't see that one coming quite at all. And I don't think that's even the right definition for a buzzsaw, but absolutely everybody looked at this, including, I I remember, whenever uh, Dan Wilson was talking about this series with us, he's talking about that Matt Moore has pitched terrible recently and probably shouldn't get any more starts. And lo and behold, he did. And lo and behold, he pitched like no hit innings whenever he was in. That was insane. But the Reds didn't quite get Saturday, but they were able to get that Sunday game. And really, Sonny Gray was kind of disappointing. He ran into a lot of trouble there in the fifth inning. And credit Freddie Benavides, because at the time, I thought it was gutsy, and I thought it probably was going to tip the favor to the Phillies by taking Sonny Gray out so early. It didn't. It really helped the Reds, and the bullpen shut things down. Great performances from Michael Lorenzen, Lucas Sims, and Michael Gibbons. Michael Gibbons looking really fantastic. Pitched beautifully for the last four outs of the game. I love that acquisition right now for the Reds. And just a great series overall. From the lineup perspective, you really can't point to any one guy for the entire series because each game had different heroes. He had a number of home runs in the Friday game, which was surprising against Zach Wheeler. And then Jonathan India on Sunday, three for five with a leadoff home run again. His fourth time this year doing that. Rookie of the year, much? I think so. He had a shot, too, at a four-hit game. His first career four-hit game had it happened, but the wind was blowing in so fantastically in the outfield. He crushed a ball that ended up being a warning track flyout that looked like a clear home run any other day of the week. Would have been his fourth hit and multi-homer game for him as well. But he was just on fire on Sunday, never mind the fact that he was held 0 on Friday and Saturday. So just overall great team effort in the series win because you also look at the fact i mean if you're one of those people that gets all bent out of shape about home runs and stuff like that they actually did it with a lot of singles a lot of timely hitting a lot of moving guys over good base running i love seeing that great series for the red legs and they come home now to face the cubbies i i was happy to see the bounce back because With the way that Cleveland was just so deflating, I mean, watching that game, it almost felt like uh, that's, that's the thing about watching every single pitch and being honed in on every single pitch during the season is that each and every game's importance gets really blown up. And in some cases, it's not that big a deal because even though they got destroyed in Cleveland, that was only one loss. You don't get more than one loss when you get beat by a million. You still only get one loss. They kind of let it snowball a little bit in Atlanta, but they come back in the final game of the series. They absolutely destroy the Braves, and they score a ton. They scored 13 runs in their two wins against the Phillies. That's going to win you most games this, uh, this season. So I think that uh, we're looking pretty good coming into a week where the Reds play the Cubs and the Marlins at home we're going to talk about game one of the Cubs series coming up here in just a minute. Before we do, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Not even I mean, there's, there's nobody else that competes. Built Bar is made with 100% real chocolate and with fantastic statistics. We're talking four grams or less of net carbs, four grams or less of sugar, and up to 18 grams of protein, and about 130 calories in each bar. Fantastic flavors. Whether you're talking about my favorite, Cherry barcia, you've also got Coconut Brownie Chunk that is back for a limited time. You can find Peanut Butter Brownie, Salted Caramel, there's Raspberry, there's Orange, all kinds of great flavors. Find them today. If you don't know what your favorite is, you can get a mixed box, and you can get two of each flavor that they've got going on right now or get a whole box of your favorite flavor. And you can do that today for 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. Again, 15% off of Built Bar at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Your snack game will be raised to the major leagues. We're not talking about an X and situation where there's no room in the major leagues for Built Bar because Built Bar made the major league snacking game. Check them out today, BuiltBar.com, and use the promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. Also, start making some money off of your sports knowledge today at betonline.ag. You can set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. That means if you put in 50, they'll give you 25. If you put in 100, they'll give you 50. Again just for typing in locked on betonline.ag has great lines when you're talking about major league baseball each and every day they've got money lines they've got run lines over unders you can take prop bets if you think somebody's going to hit a home run if you think gino's going to break out of a slump have a multi-hit game you're probably going to get some really good odds on that by the way check him out today at betonline.ag don't have a tip for you right now but from day or from time to time i will come to you with a tip or two to help you make a couple bucks more Again, that's betonline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on. All right, we're going to close out today's episode by talking about the Cubs. And we're talking about Monday's probable starter, Justin Steele. You've probably heard the name before. He's been around a little bit, but he hasn't pitched very much this year. In fact, he's only pitched one start. His last outing was a five-inning start against the Brewers in which he gave up three earned runs, did give up a couple of homers there, solo shots, but he overall kind of limited the damage as much as possible. Only had one strikeout and one walk in those starts, but in his limited time playing, you're going to see he's going to come up with a 2.86 ERA, and so you're going to think, oh boy, here we go but I'll say this. He has a really high spin on his fastball, really high spin rate on his fastball. That causes it to be a very good pitch. Hitters are only hitting 200 against it, and he throws it almost half the time. That's his main pitch. Averages around 94 miles an hour, but super high on the spin rate. And again, he's a lefty. So we are going to have the Reds against lefty lineup here again. And hey, Nick Senzel would have been real nice in this situation, but whatever. I'm not bitter about that. Maybe a little bit. But Justin Steele going for the Cubs, this is a Cubs team that's going to look obviously very different from the last time that the Reds faced them, be, faced them because they gutted everything. There's no more Rizzo. There's no more Baez. There's no more Uh, Chris Bryant. There's no more Craig Kimbrell, lots of different names. There's, you look at a guy who's really kind of come on for them in these scenarios. Rafael Ortega is a name that we'll see a lot. Rafael Ortega has hit pretty well since the trade deadline for the Cubs and will be a main guy in this. Of course, you still got Wilson Contreras, who's going to be manning behind the plate and you're going to have some different names in there in the pitching staff, but they have just come on a really bad run as of late I think at the end of this season it's going to be a battle between them and the Pirates for the last spot in the NL Central I really do I mean the Cubs have been horrible recently so there is no excuse for the Reds in this series there's no excuse for the Reds this week they're facing the Cubs and the Marlins they got to make hay. I'm looking for one maybe two losses this week that's what the expectation should be, and especially with the fact that they are trying to catch the Padres, and they're trying to catch the Brewers, and they only play the Brewers three more times this year. They didn't play the Padres at all, so I look at this week, and I say, you got to win, and they're starting tonight with Wade Miley. Wade Miley, in his last outing, just did not limit hard contact. The Braves scalded pitches that he was throwing up there. There was a lot of hard-hit balls against him. He settled down. In uh, toward the back half of his five innings, but the damage was already done. He'd already given up five runs in the first two innings. He can't do that again. We, we can't put the lineup behind the eight ball against the lefty of, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm done saying that the Reds should do this against a left handed pitcher with the way that Matt Moore pitched on Saturday. I'm just going to tell you hey, look, the Reds are facing a left handed pitcher we'll see what happens so coming up tonight 7 10 p.m the Reds and Cubs begin their three-game set at Great American Ballpark and you've got Justin Steele on the mound for the Cubs against Wade Miley we'll have to see I, I'm monitoring the news on Jesse Winker haven't seen anything yet said that uh, yesterday it was said that he would be reevaluated by me, Nightingale and see Trent Rosecrans tweeting about that that they thought that he was in the clear. That's why he was in the starting lineup and that's why he played, but he tweaked it. And according to David Bell, he has, it's like an intercostal strain, which I tried to look that up and, uh, kind of learn something about health. And what I learned was that recovery from such intercostal strains can take a while, regardless of their grade, it, it's still going to take Jesse Winker meant to get over this. I wonder if an IL stint is incoming. I'm not really sure. But all I know is we need Jesse Winker for the run for this Reds team to really make a run at the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs without Jesse Winker, they look a lot less threatening than with him in the lineup because I saw the stat yesterday that Reds Media Relations had tweeted out. They're 24-14 and 14 whenever you've got India, Winker, Castellanos, Savato batting one through four. That's pretty good. Love to see more of that. Hopefully Jesse will be on the men soon. Hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully he can play today. We'll find out here soon. We'll be monitoring that at Jeff Carr on Twitter with three Fs, or you can follow at Locked On Reds but make sure that you are subscribed right here to the YouTube channel and that you follow the podcast. I wanted to let you know here in a couple days on Wednesday, Joel Luckup, Reds statistician extraordinaire, will be joining the show. We'll be talking about Luis Castillo, we'll be talking about Joey Votto, and we'll be looking ahead to see kind of what it means for the Reds to come back against the Brewers, but we'll also look at the wild card as well. That's coming up Wednesday right here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you're subscribed and following, and I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.